Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, Christmas in the Stars, Star Wars Christmas Album from 1980. When the Walt Disney Company purchased Lucasfilm in 2012, they immediately announced new Star Wars movies were coming, starting on December 18, 2015 with Episode 7. All six previous Star Wars movies had always had a May release. The Christmas time release has now become the norm for Star Wars movies, but before this, Star Wars and Christmas had had a bit of a troubled history. Famously, when the original film came out in 1977, Its success was such a surprise that even though the movie was released in May, when Christmas rolled around, the toys still weren't available. So Kenner Toys had to get creative. Star Wars figures, R2-D2. Chewbacca, Luke, and Princess Leia, they're the Star Wars early bird set of figures. These action figures are not yet available, but this Star Wars early bird certificate package is in stores. With this colorful Star Wars picture display stand and certificate to send in to get a set of figures by mail. They'll be sent to you at home between February 1st and June 1st. The Star Wars Early Bird Certificate Package, new from Kenner. Yes, in 1977, lots of children literally got an empty box for Christmas. And they were okay with it. Today, unopened sets of the Early Bird packages regularly sell for thousands of dollars. In 1978, the infamous Star Wars Holiday Special aired on CBS. George Lucas was fairly hands-off with most of the special. It would be directed by the director of the Elvis 68 comeback special, Steve Binder. One of the special's writers was Bruce Valanche. Here's Valanche talking to the Television Academy Foundation about how the special came to be. Star Wars was a huge hit in 1977. Back in the day, there were the three networks, and if you wanted maximum exposure, you went on one of them. And George Lucas was shooting The Empire Strikes Back, and he, I think, was a little skittish about the Star Wars brand hadn't really set in yet. So he wanted to ensure that the public remembered Star Wars when the sequel came back. One way to ensure that people remembered it was to do a big television show built around the Star Wars brand. And he had 10, I think he said, he had 10 stories he'd fleshed out, and he intended on filming six of them, which he did. It took him 30 years, but he eventually did film six. And the other three he sold off to other other things. One became a, a novel, one became a comic book series. And this last one that he had, uh, he decided to turn into a television special. But I think in his mind it was going to be like a, a Star Wars movie, but there was more money to be made in a big variety show because there was, there was something so bizarre about the, the idea of doing Star Wars with variety. Though a lot of people think back on it as somewhat of a Christmas release, the Star Wars Holiday Special actually aired on November 17, 1978. There's no official mention of Thanksgiving or Christmas anywhere. The special focuses on the Wookiee holiday called Life Day. The main storyline takes place on the Wookiee home planet of Kashyyyk, though in the special it refers to it as Kazook. Chewbacca and Han Solo are trying to get back in time for Chewie to celebrate Life Day with his family, which included his wife Mala, his son Lumpy, and his father, Itchy. The first 10 minutes of the special is almost exclusively just Wookiee noises. 
In addition to the Wookiee segments, the special featured moments with the cast of Star Wars, an animated segment which featured the debut of Boba Fett, and featured various variety show acts with songs and comedy routines by 70s celebrities like Diane Carroll, Art Carney, Jefferson Starship, Harvey Corman, and B. Arthur. The special only aired once and has never gotten an official release. In a May 2002 interview with Maxim Magazine, George Lucas said, quote, That's one of those things that happened and I just have to live with it. End quote. The special is notorious for the negative reception it received, but in the years since, it's become a bit of a cult hit with bootleg VHS and DVDs floating around for years. With the exception of the novel Splinter of the Mind's Eye and a few Marvel comics, this was the first follow-up to the original film. And it didn't kill Star Wars. Instead, on May 21st, 1980, The Empire Strikes Back was released. Initially, it received somewhat mixed reviews from critics, but these days, it's regarded by many as one of the greatest films of all time and the best in the entire Star Wars series. It also features one of the biggest twists in movie history and one of the most misquoted lines in movie history. This is my public service announcement. The line is not, Luke, I am your father. It's... No, I am your father. Director Irvin Kirshner and George Lucas went to great lengths to keep the reveal a secret. Here's Mark Hamill on The Graham Norton Show in 2017. There was a wonderful uh, substitute uh, revelation in that scene. and The way we filmed it, Vader said, You don't know the truth. Obi-Wan killed your father. And the idea of Alec Guinness being the, the real villain, I thought, wow, what a spectacular twist. And it's just as you see in the film. No, search your feelings. You know it's true. Wallop, the hand goes off. <laughs> uh, the director, Irvin Kirshner, took me aside. He came to my dressing room, actually, and he said, uh, I'm going to tell you something. I know it. George Lucas knows it. And when I tell you, you'll know it. But if it leaks, we'll know it was you. So I said, what, what? And he handed me the piece of paper that said, I am your father. I was shocked. I said, is, is, that, is that true? It went on to be the highest grossing film of 1980. And to this day, it's earned over $547 million, according to Box Office Mojo. So what would be next for Star Wars? Despite the disaster of the holiday special? Once again, sights were set on the holidays. If you're a regular listener to Bizarre Albums, you'll remember the name Miko Minardo. He was the man responsible for the 1977 album Star Wars and Other Galactic Funk. If you missed that episode of the show, I would suggest stopping this episode, going back and listening to that one to get the full story, and then come back and join me here. I'll wait for you.
This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Ugh. Sadness is in the house! Oh, no. Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the interruption, but I've got to take just a minute to tell you guys about U-Turn Audio. Are you familiar with U-Turn? U-Turn Audio is an American turntable company and maker of the Orbit Turntable. All their turntables are built by hand in Boston, Massachusetts. These turntables are beautiful. I just ordered one for myself. I can't wait to get it. I just, I happen to need a new record player, so I jumped right on it. Their whole thing is they want to make vinyl listening easier and more affordable. They deliver a high level of performance, and the prices start at just $179. That's it, $179, and you can get a gorgeous turntable. They're elegantly designed, stupidly simple to set up and use. The turntables are all totally customizable with hundreds of configurations available. And don't even get me started on their customer support. A two-year warranty on all products. Come on. Let me fly through a couple of these details real quick about the U-Turn turntable. External belt drive and isolated motor to keep noise out of your music. Frictionless bearings ensure dead-on speed accuracy. Plenty of options and upgrades like acrylic platter, choice of five different cartridges, real hardwood plinths using sustainably harvested U.S. lumber and a precision tone arm for perfect tracking with low distortion. The result? Detailed and natural sound. So here's the deal. You can get free shipping on your U-Turn turntable. All you've got to do is go to U-TurnAudio.com and enter the code BAZAAR at checkout. That's U-TurnAudio.com and enter the code BAZAAR. That's B-I-Z-A-R-R-E. Again, that's B-I-Z-A-R-R-E. So after the surprise massive success of Miko's disco Star Wars album, he got the attention of George Lucas, who not only gave him the green light to make this Star Wars Christmas album, but also, this time around, Miko got to use official Star Wars sound effects that had been created by sound designer Ben Burt at Lucasfilm. So in November of 1980, Christmas in the Stars' Star Wars Christmas album was released on RSO Records. I have a bad feeling about this. The album kicks off with the title track, Christmas in the Stars. Anthony Daniels even appears as C-3PO. The turnaround to make the album was very fast. They had only started writing it in the fall of 1980. At the time, Anthony Daniels was rehearsing for a play in London and suddenly found himself having to take the Concord from Heathrow to JFK and then go straight into the recording studio with barely any rehearsal time for the songs. 
He recorded his performance for the entire album over one weekend. Christmas in the stars, what a merry Christmas this will be. Christmas in the stars, out among the stars, lighting up a Christmas tree. Come on, everyone, and sing. The song eventually progresses to a group of not elves, but droids talking about how they have to build toys before Christmas comes. There's even a moment where Chewbacca kisses a droid under the mistletoe. And not just any droid, R5-D4 to be exact. This R2 unit has a bad motivator, look! In 1980, Maury Yeston was a 35-year-old Yale professor and struggling composer. A friend of a friend had recommended him for the job of writing songs for the Star Wars Christmas album. So he met with Miko Minardo. In an interview with cbcmusic.ca, Yeston said, quote, Look, this may sound ridiculous to you, but if you want to do a Star Wars Christmas album, you have to have a story. You have to have some spine, even the lightest spine to hang it on. I've learned that because I'm writing musicals, and that's what you need for a musical. You can't just put a bunch of songs up on the stage. You need a story. You need a title. You need a concept. Maybe I can help you out because that's one of the things that I do, end quote. The album's story had R2-D2 learning about music and how to make it. He doesn't even know what bells are. So, 3PO tries to explain in Bells, Bells, Bells. I will help your education with a simple explanation of bells. Bells? Bells. What was all that? That with the verse. A verse always comes before the chorus. Bells, 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 the thing they do is ring. Bells, 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 what happy thoughts they bring. Bells of every kind and sort, bells to play and bells to sport. Chiming what the hour is now. More they'll lead you to a cow. By the way, in the years since Christmas in the Stars... Yeston would go on to be a Tony Award winner for the musicals Nine and Titanic. Christmas in the Stars was actually one of the first non-classical or jazz projects to be recorded and mixed digitally. There was one single released from the album, and it was only the third digitally recorded single in chart history. The single was credited to being performed by the Star Wars Intergalactic Droid Choir and Chorale. It peaked at number 69 on the Billboard Hot 100, Here's What Can You Get a Wookiee for Christmas When He Already Owns a Comb. He'll never wear galoshes Or a hat upon his furry dome The single's B-side was a song called R2-D2, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. For this song, C-3PO is given R2-D2 the gift of a children's choir wishing him Merry Christmas. 
The real story here, though, is while the children's choir handles the choruses, the verses feature the recording debut of John Bon Jovi. We look up at the winter star, we know that's where you are. Our chimney's big and round, so you can come right down. And if our wish comes true, we'll spend Christmas Eve with you. Our hearts will sing with glee. John Bon Jovi credited here under the real spelling of his last name, B-O-N-G-I-O-V-I is the cousin of one of the album's producers, Tony Bon Jovi. Tony had started working for CBS Records around that same time, and he was trying to help his then 18-year-old cousin John get a record deal. John Bon Jovi also contributed a song to the album called The Odds Against Christmas. The odds against Christmas being Christmas are 365 to 1 Christmas you see could have easily never ever begun The odds against Christmas being Christmas against love With the song Merry Merry Christmas, not only do we get a moment that involves Chewbacca tickling a droid, but we also get the answer to the musical question, what can you get a Wookiee for Christmas when he already owns a comb? the data on what to get the Wookiee this year. He already has a comb, you know. Yes, we have finally computed the perfect gift. Here it is, a brush. Perfect. Merry Christmas to you. Here's a toy robot that goes to sleep. Can you believe the way he does it is by counting sheep. One sheep, two sheep, three sheep. Merry, Merry Christmas. Have a Christmas with glee. Have a little fun, eat a honey bun, decorate a Christmas tree. Merry, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to who? Take a guess, yes, yes, Merry Christmas to you. Here is a The album's closer is a song called The Meaning of Christmas. The eight-minute song was originally planned to be performed by Frank Oz playing his character Yoda. He ended up being unavailable because of the filming of The Great Muppet Caper in London at that same time. According to Maury Yeston, George Lucas had a problem with the song's original lyrics that he had written for Yoda. He claims that Lucas had serious concerns about any mixture of the metaphor of the Force with Christianity. It almost led to the entire album being shut down. In his interview with cbcmusic.ca, Yeston said the following, quote, So I called the vice president of Lucasfilm, Sid Gannis, and I said, Hi, you don't know me. I'm completely unknown, an insignificant songwriter who's involved in this album, and we've just heard it's canceled because of this. I said, Mr. Gannis, first of all, are you sitting in a jacuzzi out there? He said, no. I said, Mr. Gannis, on Broadway, when we do these shows, if the song is not working for any reason, we don't close the show and lose all the production money. We repair it. The Meaning of Christmas was an attempt to have us sing about the religious connotations and the message of Christmas. But Christmas isn't just Jesus Christ. It's also Santa Claus. Wreaths on every door, decorating your Christmas tree. It's a Yule log and families coming together to give gifts. Let me rewrite the lyric. 
he said, okay, end quote. Yeston even ended up singing on the track, performing the role of S. Claus. Mr. Claus, pardon me for asking, but what does Christmas really mean? Could you explain it to us? Of course, I would be happy to. The meaning of Christmas. Christmas is a time for joy. Christmas is a world of snow. Christmas is your own face shining with a special glow. The album's cover was a painting by Star Wars conceptual designer Ralph McQuarrie. McQuarrie was the man responsible for designing the look of Darth Vader, Chewbacca, R2-D2, C-3PO, and many of the sets. The painting was also used for Lucasfilm's Christmas card that same year. The album was released on RSO Records. The label pressed about 150,000 copies of the album. Just before they were about to do the second pressing of the album, RSO Records was shut down due to a $200 million lawsuit filed by the Bee Gees, claiming mismanagement. RSO Records had been formed in 1973 by Robert Stigwood and Al Curry. RSO was responsible for releasing the soundtracks to the Star Wars films, as well as albums by the Bee Gees, Eric Clapton, and even a disco novelty song that went to number one that was performed by a disc jockey in Memphis named Rick Dees. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Faxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums.